Well, hello, Shoreline City. I love you so much. I am so glad we all get to be together today. Here we are, the end of the year, and God's got something fantastic in store for all of us. I don't know all that you've been battling and walking through or even exactly how your Christmas was, but what I do know is God has something special planned for you today. I want you to open up your heart. Every family member and friend that might be with us for the very first time, maybe even trying to figure out what your kid or what your loved one or what your roommate has been. They've been talking about this church for weeks and months, and here you are jumping on with us today. I want you to know we're glad that you're here, and God has something he's wanting to do in your heart and in your life today. Let me, let me share something with you that I, I think is incredibly important. My beautiful wife, I met her in January of 1994. Yes, I'm old. I'm okay with that. And I remember the day. It was a January 1994. I'm walking down to basketball practice, and here is this beautiful woman, this hot chocolate mama walking my direction, her hair permed, her smile bright. I smile at her. She smiles back at me. I thought it was just a regular day. I thought it was just another January in 1994. I thought it was just another Monday or Tuesday, whatever day that was. Little did I know that God had set that day up for me to meet my spouse. Now, I don't know if you're going to meet your spouse today. I cannot promise that. I don't know what other blessings might be coming your way today. But what I do know is that a, a normal, everyday, random day can actually be a day filled with destiny. So I want you right now to open up your heart so wide because I have a sneaking suspicion that the God of heaven is saying, son, daughter, I'm interested in touching your heart today. Whether you've known me for a long time or you're just coming to faith in me or you're still just kicking the tires, I want you to know that the God of heaven is interested in meeting you exactly where you are. If you will open up your heart even just a little bit, you will discover that the overwhelming, unconditional, uncontrollable love and grace of God will flood your very heart. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to a passage of Scripture. Turn with me to Luke chapter 3, verse number 15 and 16. If you did not, if you don't have your Bible with you, that's okay. We're just going to throw the Scripture on the screen so you can... Uh, follow along with us. Matthew, Mark, Luke. It is the third book of the New Testament. We're going to begin reading, as I said, in verse number 15. The scripture says this, the people were waiting expectantly. They were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He, watch this, friends, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The title of today's message, our next few minutes together, here's the title. You can jot it down. The release of fire. Release of fire. Go ahead and put it in the chats. Go ahead and put it in your phone. Go ahead and write it in your journal. Release of fire. 
I've been walking through this word a whole bunch. I've been thinking a lot about this word release and this word right here, this release of fire, I cannot help but feel like God has something special in store for all of us. And it's nothing that I need to manufacture. And it's nothing that you and I have to do some kind of song and dance for. You need to know that God today, today, this moment, right now in your life, whatever you're battling with, whether you're single or married, whether you're old or young, wherever you may be in the world, East Coast, Midwest, West Coast, wherever you may be, you need to know that today, Today is a day that God is wanting to release fire. Yes, my friends, I'm telling you fire. Fire that will not just consume, but fire that will transform, fire that will purify, fire that will awaken, fire that will impact your life exactly where you are, but won't keep you the way you are. The type of fire that will take you from one spot and bring you to another spot. The type of fire that will take a dead man and bring him back to life again. The type of fire that will touch a woman that's in a spot where she's just feeling numb and forgotten and will bring her to a new place of life. I'm talking that the savior of the world has a fire, a release of fire for me and for you. And we're not walking into 2021 dead and anemic and broken down and numb. No, my friends, we're walking in fully awakened. We're walking in with our eyes wide open. We're walking in with fire in our hands and in our hearts. We're walking into 2021 ready to do all that God has called us to do. Touch every person God has called us to touch. We're not stumbling into 2020, 2021. No, my friends, we're running into 2021. Man, I, I'm just at the beginning. I'm already fired up. Release of fire. You, you see here, you see in this passage of Scripture that everyone is thinking John the Baptist is the Messiah. They're thinking he's the one we've been waiting for. They're thinking he's the one, he, he's the man. He, he's the star. And John the Baptist is like, no, Fred, you got it all wrong. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. I, I, I'm, I'm not the star here. I'm not first. I'm not number one. As a matter of fact, I've just been paving the way for somebody else. See, I've been, I've been baptizing you with water. And that's good. And if you haven't been baptized yet, let, let 2021 be the year you get baptized. It's a powerful demonstration of an uh, inward transformation. And you're announcing to the world that you've been changed in Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Get dunked. Get put in that water. John is baptizing with water. That's a great thing. But it says there's someone who's more powerful than me. And I'm not just talking about a good teacher. I'm not just talking about a prophet. I'm not, I'm not just talking about a guy that's nice. I'm not just talking about a guy that wears unique clothing. No, I'm talking about a guy. His name is Jesus. And this Jesus, this Savior, this Messiah, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Come on, is your heart open? Are you ready? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for a day where God's going to baptize you with fire? Are you ready for a day to be changed? Are you ready? Who, who wants to be the same anyway? Come on, y'all. We've been through too much this year to be the same. We've walked through too much hell to be the same. We have dealt with too many battles, lost too many friends, uh, seen too much junk for us to go into 2021 the same. No, we're ending this year strong. We're ending this year with a release of fire from heaven. Oh, okay. 
I, I did a little bit of study, okay, a little bit. And I found out, I found out that there are these, um, there are these fire specialists or fire engineers or how, how, do, how do one person put it? Fire scientists. And, and you can actually get a PhD in fire protection engineering. Did you know this? I didn't know this. So let me talk to the, so the nerds for a second. Nerds, I love the nerds. Appreciate you, nerds. Matter of fact, let me talk to the nerds. Nerds, we love you. Nerds rule the world. Come on. Teenagers get great grades in school, okay? Athletes are great, but I'm telling you, the nerds, they're running things. So uh, I was asking a friend of ours. Uh, his name is Garland. Uh, he's on staff at our church. Love him so, so much. And I was asking him, hey, give, give me a little bit of insight on, on fire. And Can anybody get a PhD in fire? And, and he g- gave me a little bit of insight, and I, I loved it. That you actually can go to school, not just can you just learn about science or learn the science of fire, but you actually can get a degree, a PhD in how to manage and understand how fire works. Like you can get a PhD on not just what causes a fire and how a fire keeps on going, but how to make a fire burn where it needs to burn and make sure a fire doesn't burn where it needs to burn. That you can have a PhD in this. I, I want you to know you can trust Jesus because he's got like a, a double PhD. He's got a PhD and not just what fire is. He's got a PhD on how to manage it too. And this savior of ours, he is so well-versed in fire that he knows where to apply it in your life and my life. He knows where to apply it in your world and in my world. He knows where to apply it in your family and in my family. And you and I can trust this savior. You wouldn't just go to any doctor, would you? You want to go to a doctor that knows what they're doing. I'm telling you, you can go to this doctor. You can go to this PhD. You can go to this professor because he knows not just what it is, but how to handle it. How to burn what needs to be burned in your life and in mine. How to take away what needs to be taken away in our lives. How to purify what needs to be purified. Is there anything in your life that needs to be touched by fire? Maybe this past year you felt like a lot of things in your life have been touched by fire. I want you to know you can trust Jesus. You can trust the fire when it's in his hands. Why? A bunch of reasons. But one in particular is he was actually there at the beginning of fire. You know that sun that we have in our solar system, that S-U-N sun? That sun, Jesus precedes that sun. That ball of fire that you and I want to go to right now to work on a tan and get real nice and, I don't know, caramel, <laughs> get nice and warm right now. That, that, that sun that does that for you and I, that sun that melts away the snow, that sun that, that is able to, to warm our bodies, that sun right there, Jesus precedes it. And all the fire that's coming off of it, all the heat that's coming off of that sun, he precedes it. As a matter of fact, he was there when it was being put together. And matter of fact, Jesus precedes even the fire of Drew Barrymore. Oh, how about that fire starter way back in the day? I pulled that. I pulled that from way back for the old people right there. Come on. But, but he precedes that movie. And he precedes that fire festival that was 
Not a festival at all, but a big old lie. And he precedes the s'mores that you and I eat when we're sitting around a campfire. All these little fires that we have seen throughout the course of our lives, the movies that we've seen and the experiences that we have had. Jesus precedes it all and he rules above it all. As a matter of fact, Colossians tells us that it's in him that everything is actually held together so you can trust fire in his hands because he's before it and created it, it stands above it. Go with me to Daniel chapter 3. I hope you're with me. I hope you're with me. Come on, church. I hope you know God loves you and he's on your side. I hope you know that he's for you and hasn't forgotten about you. I hope you know that he's working in your life right now. Shoreline City, I hope you're with me. I hope you're with me right now because God is not done with you yet. Daniel chapter 3, verse number 1, King Nebuchadnezzar, get back there, page. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide, 90 feet tall. He has made a statue 90 feet tall. This statue that's 90 feet tall, I was trying to find out how long it took to make this statue. I couldn't find anywhere. We don't know from the Bible or from archaeological history how long this statue actually took to make. But we know it's taken years for other statues this size to be made. So I'm kind of, you know, doing a little bit of... uh, I'm throwing in a little hypothesis here saying, I think it definitely took more than three months, but I think it definitely took more than a year. 90 feet. This statue is probably wooden with an overlay of gold. It's massive. It's huge. You've got these three young men who are followers of God, and they are living in this foreign land, and they are seeing this massive statue be built. Again, it's not being built in a day. It's being built over days, over months, over years. You can see this idol being built. You can see it being lifted up. You can see it going from the feet to the legs, to the torso, to the head. You can see it all happening day after day after day after day. You can see the idol being built up. It didn't happen in a moment. It just kept on being built day after day after day. I feel like we've been watching that in our lifetime. I feel like we've been watching idols be built day after day after day. Idols of celebrity or money or sex or idols of power being built day after day after day. And these idols are being built so that you and I bow down to them. As a matter of fact, I'll show you here in verse number four, the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, which I love that name for an instrument, by the way, zither. If you have one of those, please play it immediately. And tag us, tag us on Instagram. Zither, lyre, harp, pipe and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. 
This is what you got to do. When the beat drops, you drop. You have no alternative. You have no other option. You bow. And if you don't, let me tell you what will happen. Verse number six, whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace, a fire. <laughs> so now I told you about those three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three young men, these three Hebrew, these three Jewish young men, and they're watching this idol be built. They're watching this statue be built. They're watching that everybody in society is being told to bow down to it. They're being told what they're supposed to believe. They're being told what they're supposed to do. They're being told who they're supposed to worship. They're being told how they're supposed to worship. All that is announced, and they're told if you don't do it, you'll die. And you won't just die anyway. We're going to throw you in the fire. Come on, follow me here. Follow me, follow me. Verse number 15. Look, uh, they, they go through some stuff. They go through some stuff. The, the music drops. Uh, they don't bow. And then some snitches, snitches get stitches. Snitches go and tell the king these three guys didn't bow. And look at, the, look at this in verse number, verse number uh, 15. He says to him again, uh, I'm sorry, verse number 13, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, so these men were brought before the king, and King Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Is that true? Now, when you hear the sound of all this music, I'm telling you what you need to do. If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I have made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Do you feel and hear the ultimatum from the culture? Do you hear how the culture is trying to tell you who to worship and how to worship and when to worship? Do you hear that the culture is trying to tell these young men what you're supposed to bow down to? Bow down to your money, bow down to your career, bow down to your marital status, bow down to your skin color, bow down to your gender, bow down to your job, bow down to the school you went to, bow, you better bow. I know what's most important for you. I'll tell you how to be a husband. I'll tell you how to be a wife. I'll tell you how to be single. I'll tell you how to be happy. And there's no other way to be happy. You can only be happy my way. The culture is trying to announce to you and I, this is how you find your joy. This is how you find your happiness. And it's telling all of us to bow down. We've been, be we've been being told who to bow down to and when to bow down all year long. Have you felt it? Have you felt at all like everybody around you is trying to tell you what to do and how to do and where to go and who to be and how to be? And I'm all for protection, and this is not a, any announcement about, you know, lockdowns or COVID or masks or no masks. That's, that's not what this is about at all. Please don't make it about that. I'm talking about some things that are even beyond that. I'm talking about things that have been in our culture for a really, really long time. I'm talking about some things that have been in the soil of our nations for a long, long time, my friends, and it's been telling our young people, bow down to this. This is why if you got 25,000 followers on Instagram, you're not good enough. This 
This is why if you don't get enough likes, you're not good enough because it's telling us bow down to the applause of man. Bow, bow down to what your friends say about you. Bow down to what your parents think about you. Bow down to what your boss says about you. Bow down to how much money you have in your bank account. Bow down to your marital status. Bow down to whether or not you have a kid yet or not. Bow down to where you live in the world. Bow down to what language you speak. Bow down. Because who can save you from this fire? <laughs> I'll tell you who. Okay. I'll tell you who. You shouldn't have asked. when You, you went and asked a crazy question because I'll tell you who. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand up. They're like, all right, king, I hear you. I hear you. I see the world. I see all that's going on in society. I see how people are trying to tell me I'm supposed to complete myself with all these things that are temporary. I see it all. But King, I just got to let you know we ain't bowing. King, I got to let you know that we're not bowing. I want to say thank you to every man and every woman. I want to say thank you to every single person, every married person. I want to say thank you to every single follower of Jesus that even through tears at times, you said I'm not bowing to the culture. Through pain at times, you said, I'm not bowing to the ways of the world. Through difficulty, through misunderstanding, you said, I'm only worshiping one, one God. And when the king heard it, he took him, he took him, and he threw him in the fire. I got to hustle up here, okay? He throws him into the fire. They are now, in, first he binds them up, throws them in the fire. Skip down with me to verse number 24. I think that's right, verse 24. King, when they're in the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement. And he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly your master. He replied, look, I see four men walking. Come on. I see four men walking in the fire and they're unbound and they're unharmed and the fourth looks like the son of God. I see, I put in three, but now I see four. I, I sent them inbound. I'm getting, I'm, ex, I, I'm so excited right now. I sent them in bound, but I see them unbound and unharmed. This is what the fire is able to do when it's in the hands of Jesus. Jesus announces to me and to you, I won't let the fire kill you, but I'll use the fire to cut things off of you. Come on, church. I won't let it kill you. But what that fire is going to do is cut some things off of you. And this year, I know I felt like I've been through so much fire. But at the end of the year, now I'm looking and I'm like, wait, wait. I had some excess on me that I didn't even need to have on me. I was doing a song and dance for people that I never should have been doing a song and dance for. I was looking for the approval of people that I never needed to be looking for their approval. I was actually living my life in ways I wish I would not living my life but I didn't know I was living my life that way until I got in the fire let me give you a practical one for me I'm a pastor I'm a pastor I'm a holy person look at my collar my wife put me in this crazy shirt I didn't know if I was a waiter or if I was a I was a priest I don't know but she put me in this shirt I like it and and in this shirt 
or not the shirt, in the season, we're all not able to meet in our buildings. I realized I put so much weight on being in the room and hearing the responses from the people. Not that it validated me, but it gave me this boost. And I'm okay for it being a boost. I'm okay with that. But I realized that I, I started feeling, this is me, I started feeling like I didn't matter as much because I wasn't hearing all the singing and all the clapping and seeing the hands being raised as people gave their hearts to Christ. Everything was through a screen. And I realized, on, I, I didn't even know it happened, that I started putting more of my weight on the response than I should have been. So the fire of 2020 has now set me free from the responses of the people and now I feel more freedom than I've ever felt before. Come on, church. I'm telling you, it was meant to kill you, but Jesus used it to untie you. I hope, I hope this is making sense to somebody, right? I hope somebody, I hope someone is hearing this. Let me tell you this. My, uh, my friend Andrew uh, he is one of 20 uh, children. One of 20. I'm not making this up, okay? No, his family's not Mormon. He's just, mom and dad just love each other, okay? <laughs> they just love each other a lot. And you got these 20 kids. And he's like, I think, second or third oldest uh, and he's 15 or 16 years old, and they, they live in a, in a, on a farm in the middle of Texas, okay? And one of the things you got to do on the farm, I don't know anything about a farm. I grew up on the East Coast, you know, um, so I don't know anything about a farm. Uh, northeast. And, and he, you have to go out with the big bales of hay. I, I learned this from him, big bales of hay. And after the cows eat it down, it kind of turns into some big, like, hay mash, and you got to burn it. You got to go burn this big old plot of hay. And then it kind of, I guess, makes space for more hay. I don't know why they do it. But he's telling me that this is what happens. So he goes out one day. He goes out. And um, he's going to burn the hay. And you're supposed to use diesel. Well, the container he grabs isn't diesel. It's gasoline. And gasoline is way more combustible than diesel. So he pours it all over this patch, lights the match, <laughs> massive fire. It goes from an acre to he burns 50 acres of his neighbor's property. 50 acres, okay? So you got 50 acres up in smoke, up in flames, burning to the ground. This is when you have fire in the wrong person's hands. Crazy stuff can happen. But if you put the right fire in the right person's hands, it actually can produce some things that all of us find incredibly valuable. In these last few minutes together, I want to talk about just these three quick things. Fire in his hands transforms us. 
fire in his hands purifies us. And fire in his hands awakens us. Fire transforms us. Uh, I'm old enough to remember the Transformers. More than meets the eye. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Even my kids like Transformers now. I got a 15-year-old and a 10-year-old son, my daughter. I don't know if she likes Transformers all that much, but, but my, my boys, they know Transformers. But back in the day, I remember Optimus Prime came out. I remember Bumblebee. Now they got all these big movies. I remember they were one thing, whoop, turn into another thing. Those are great sound effects, by the way. You, you, you can see it be one thing, it gets turned into another thing. This, my friends, is what fire does. You know that. You know that. You can see a piece of paper get lit on fire. That paper goes from one thing into another thing. It goes from paper to ash. It happens all the time. You can look at a car. You can look at a whole bunch of different things. When fire touches it, if fire is on it long enough, it can go from one thing to another thing. And I cannot help on this day when we're talking about a release of fire. We're talking about a release of fire over your life. We're talking about a release of fire over your family. We're talking about a release of fire over your life. We're talking about a release of fire over your purpose. We're talking about a release of fire over every aspect of who you are. I see him taking you from weak to strong. I see him taking you from coward to courageous. I see him taking you from in the corner to standing in the center. I see him from taking you from lost to found. I see him taking you from dead to alive. I need you to know that the fire in the hands of Jesus Jesus does not keep you the same. It transforms you into another thing. This is what fire does, but it not only transforms. I told you I was going to be quick. It not only transforms, it purifies. I, I got to be honest with y'all. I'm, I'm not that stylish. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. You might be looking at my outfit right now. I've told you about my collar a little bit. You're like, oh, man, that's a nice fit. I never had anything to do with it. Nothing. Literally, my wife ordered the clothes for me, had them on the bed, said, honey, try this on. I was like, okay. I do what I'm told. So I try them on. She goes, yep, I like it. I had some other stuff on. She goes, nope, I don't like it. And I just stand there, take it like a man, okay? <laughs> been married long enough to go, Earl, shut your mouth. Smile big. And take it like a man. I don't have great style. So since I don't have great style, a lot of things I want to wear might be out of style. So I'm thankful that I got a wife that knows what's in style. Can I tell you, there are some things that are out of style that ought to be in style. Somehow in the church, holiness and purity is out of style. And living any way we want to is now in style. And I'm letting you know that ain't gospel. I'm letting you know Jesus did not die on the cross for you and I to live any way we want to. He did not give his everything so that you and I can give less than our everything. He did not get on that cross and get out of that grave so you and I can just kind of fiddle through life. He did not pour out that much love, that much grace, that much power, that much glory, that much goodness so you and I can be kind of take it or leave it. No, my friends, when he poured out, he poured out all of this so that we would be purified. We would be his hands and 
and his feet in our generation, we would walk how he walks. We would love how he loves. We would give how he gives. We would serve how he serves. We would bless how he blesses. When someone slaps us on one cheek, we would give the other. When someone asks us to go one mile, we'd go two. I'm talking gospel here. I'm not talking the ways of this world. I'm not talking the standards of this world. I'm talking the standards of our glorious Savior. And my friends, purity is not about whether or not you wear a ring or whether or not you say cuss words or not. Because Lord knows I got a mom and she says cuss words. Thank you, mom. I love you so much. My kids need a little bit of here, a little bit of cussing because my wife and I don't cuss. We're so holy. I'm not talking about the external things. I'm talking about a purity that's on the inside. I'm talking about you and I understanding that holiness is not something that's gone out of style. Holiness is our identity that we now have in Jesus, that we have been made new. And I live my life out of the newness that he put on the inside of me. I'm talking about a release of fire. I'm talking about a release of fire. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I think I'm right. No, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse number 12. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with what? Come on, you can read it. With what? With fire. And the fire will test the quality of each person's work. The fire will test the quality of each person's work. The fire, when it touches gold, silver, and precious stones, they last through the fire. But when the fire touches this other stuff, hay, wood, and stubble, it gets burned up. I want you to know that many of us have been lulled to sleep. We've been lulled to sleep this year. And we've been living our lives for hay, wood, and stubble. Dare I say, we've been living our lives and investing our lives in the things on this side of heaven that the world considers gold, but in heaven are hay, wood, and stubble. And the things that are gold in the next life, in this life many times, are considered hay, wood, and stubble. Things like love, things like compassion, things like mercy, things like truth, things like grace. These things you want to walk past and think they're irrelevant. But God says those are the things. When husband, you continue to love your wife and you are faithful and you keep your eyes locked on her and you serve your kids' wives, when you do the same for your husbands, single people, when you begin to step into the purpose that God has for you and you don't live your life for your own glory, but you live your life for something greater than yourself, you live your life for the glory and the goodness and the fame of Almighty God. When you choose to do that, that's when you are building for yourself a life that is built on gold, silver, and precious stones. And when the day comes and the fire falls, that stuff is not burnt up. I got some friends. Uh, they're in Oklahoma, so this will make sense, okay? They go to a pawn shop all the time. I mean, all the time. No offense, those folks from, from Oklahoma, we love you, okay? God bless you. But they're, they're always up in a pawn shop. Matter of fact, I think they got a gold-plated gun from a pawn shop. You know that's Oklahoma, okay? <laughs> so they, they go to this pawn shop all the time. In the pawn shop, they've been buying, like, jewelry, like jewelry. 
go there, getting gold, getting all kinds of stuff. I, I learned this. I learned that one, uh, there's some eye tests that you can do with jewelry to find out if it's real or not. One of the things you can do with gold, did you know you can smell it? You can smell it. Puts off a certain odor if it's real or if it's fake. There's a magnet test, but there's also this other test called a fire test. And you can take that gold chain, take a lighter, put it at the bottom of that chain, and let it sit there for a minute. Just let it sit there. 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 And if it's fake gold, it gets darker and darker and darker. But if it's real gold, watch this. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter. I read that. I almost wanted to run around my room <laughs> because I feel like there's been some parts of my life this year, honestly, that the fire hit and I got darker. I got more, I got sad. I got more depressed. And I'm not saying I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. You're not a bad person. I'm just saying I didn't know. I thought I was stronger than I was. But the fire hit and I discovered, oh, shoot, I can be taken out by the fire. And it wasn't so that God would judge me. It's so that God would save me. Dare I say 2020 has been a year of God trying to save us from ourselves. And here you and I are asking him to take away the fire. And he says, if I take away the fire, you won't see the parts of you that are fake. I got to keep the fire going so I can get rid of the fake parts. I don't want you walking around with a green neck. I don't want to be walking around with a green neck. I want to walk around knowing that this gold that I'm wearing has been tried and it's true and it's good and it's 24K. Come on, Bruno Mars. I'm telling you, this is the real stuff. Oh, man, I'm so excited right now. I, I, I'm so excited because I see that God is drawing us closer. He's drawing us closer. Transforms. Purifies us. And this, this fire in his hand, it awakens us. Can you, can you type, I'm awake? Can you shout, I'm awake? You say, I'm awake. Even say it by faith, I'm awake. I'm awake. I don't know about you, this year, I was watching Shark Tank one day, and there was some, this couple that was on there, they had, they were, uh, they had invented something like a Snuggie, but it was like better than a Snuggie. It's like a sleep pod or something, sleep nod, sleep eggnog, I don't know, a sleep something. And I saw it, and I was like, ooh, you put yourself in it. And it like wraps tight around your body, like compression around your body. I saw that thing, $59.99. I was like, I didn't have it in the budget, but let me go ahead and do this thing. Okay, I'm not putting it on a credit card. Dave Ramsey, I'm going to go ahead and pay cash for this thing. And I, I ordered it and just want you to know, it was back order. They, were, they, got, they got so many orders, they couldn't even fill my order. Because all of us want to snuggle up. This has been the year of snuggling. I watched church sleeping. I watched church in the bed. 
I pray in my bed. I read my Bible in my bed. I judge people from my bed. I dissect what you said from my bed. I don't need to know who you are. I just need to get a 15-minute sound, 15-second sound bite, and I can, I can tell you all you are in my bed. In my bed, I become an armchair quarterback. In my bed, I determine who you are, if I like you, if you're in or if you're out. In my bed, I'm able to judge you. In my bed, in my bed, everything is in my bed. And you and I, we can be up, and then we can go to sleep, and we can wake up, and we can go to sleep, and we watch The Crown, and we watch Tiger King, and we went to sleep, and we watch sports, and went to sleep and we did this and went to sleep and all this year we have been nodding off over and over and over again because we couldn't go anywhere and I feel like some of this has crept into our souls and I felt like the last Sunday of the year this was for you and this was for me because fire in his hands awakens us Come on, somebody, help me now. Help me. I'm just about done here. Fire awakens us. This is the moment, church. This is the moment you have been praying for. You wanted a life on purpose? You wanted a life that matters? You wanted a life that will make an impact? You wanted a life that will make a difference in somebody else's life? I'm telling you, this is the year for it, and you're stepping into another year of it because everybody else in 2020 is talking about how bad everything was, and I understand how bad everything was, but but 2021, this is the year, not of us to complain, but of us to see the increase of God's favor, of God's goodness, of God's power, even in the midst of fire that still might be around us. I'm praying for an awakening in our souls. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are we ready to get our eyes off of the things our eyes need to be off of? And get our eyes on Jesus. Because fire in his hand transforms. It purifies. And it awakens. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for me. I want to pray for us, the family of God, that we be who God has called us to be. Love how he's called us to love. Serve how he's called us to serve. And the fake would be burned off. We step fully into who he's destined for us. Father, over every person that's tuning in right now, whether they are in America or another part of the world. I thank you for release of fire. We don't even need goosebumps, God. We don't even need tears. But if you want to give them, we'll take them. We just by faith open up our hearts and our eyes to you saying, would you have your way in us and through us? We don't want to be fake. We don't want the mask. We just want all of your grace and we surrender to you fresh and new and we're not trying to be perfect. We want to be surrendered. We give you all that we are. 
Would you bow your head just for a moment, every friend of mine right now? Would you bow your head just right now? If you've never given your heart and your life to Christ, never made him first, you've never made him number one, maybe you're stumbling into the end of this year and you're saying you don't want to go your own anymore, you want to go his way. You don't want to be first, you want Jesus Christ to be first in your life. I want you to know today is a day of salvation and transformation. Would you pray with me right now? Just put your hand over your heart and pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you, to forgive me of all my sin. I believe that you are risen from the dead. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Shoreline City, I know God's hand is all over you. I love you so, so much. And I cannot wait to see what 2020, 2021, has in store for all of us.